Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ah, my God. Ooh, hallelujah. Yes. Ah, yes. Yes, hallelujah. My God. Ah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ah, thank you, Lord. Ah, my, my ear keeps going in and out, but you know, I'm gonna still bring forth the word. I'm, it's, it's loud and loud, and I'm like, oh my goodness, but we're gonna get through this. I thank God for what he's doing. I honor him. I thank him for every opportunity. I thank you and honor the bishop this morning. I thank you for yet another opportunity to stand behind this sacred desk. I thank you. Give honor to the first lady. Lady Cynthia Watts, ah, my God, a woman of excellence, thank you. And to the deacons and the deaconess and the elders and the ministers and to the entire Shiloh families, greetings to you. And glory and honor even to my husband. I thank him, love him, so very supportive and that's needed in this walk. So I, I thank God for that. Amen, amen. amen. Well, I won't go through and read the scripture again because it's already been read. So if you don't mind, we're just going to pray right now. So if you bow your heads. Uh, Father, we just thank you for this day. For this is the day that you have made, Father. Surely we will rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Father, I ask that you will move by your spirit in this place, Lord God, that you will have your way. Father, that lives will be changed and transformed, Lord God, that they will never be the same, Lord God. Open the eyes and the hearts and the minds of your people on this day, Lord God, to receive all that you have for them. And we give you all glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name, amen. My title for this morning is Stand Your Ground and Fight. Stand your ground and fight. For some people, fighting is a way of life, and for others, not so much. There are some people in here that feel as though I've been fighting all my life. <laughs> there are professional fighters, boxers, and wrestlers getting paid good money just to fight. They make a living from fighting alone. And I never understood why someone would want to watch another person get punched so hard in the face, get kicked so hard in the body, or slammed so hard to the ground that the person could possibly lose conscious. But regardless of what I think, it's happening. The enemy loves to fight as well. He's always looking for an opportunity to knock us off our feet. His plan is to lure us into sin by convincing us that something good can come out of doing something wrong. He causes us pain, he accuses us, and he afflicts us because of our sin. And he's very experienced when it comes to tempting. The enemy enjoys knocking us down, and he loves it even more if he can keep us down. He's sneaking around just waiting to devour. He's quietly stalking us. And many believers not e are not even thinking about being attacked, which makes them an easy target. 
They're not prepared or even ready for the attacks. So they're caught off guard. When it comes to fighting, most people would probably prefer not to fight. They would rather walk away or simply run away. But the attacks of the enemy are not going to stop. So we might as well learn to fight. Running or walking away is not an option. To run or even walk away from a fight is just a guarantee loss from the beginning. God wants us to fight. That's why he has given us the armor to take up and to put on. God does not give us the armor just so we can play dress up and look like a fighter. Only to run away when a fight starts. You can talk it and you walk it and you display it, but yet having no power with it. You're just ready to run them when the time comes when you should be fighting. As followers of Jesus Christ, we must live our lives fighting against these evil powers. We are soldiers in this battle. It's a real thing that's actually going on. Ephesians 6:12 says, "For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places." Now, I know for sure that there's at least one wrestling fan in here. At least one, at least one. I know there is. I'm not one. <laughs> I grew up in a household that was nothing but wrestling. They just loved watching wrestling. And you know, when you're limited to TVs in the house at that time, you know, you gotta watch it. And a lot of things back then was done where it was family. Family was together for everything. So we had to watch this wrestling even though I didn't want it. I cringed every time I had to watch wrestling. So when finally, finally, when I, ended, when I grew up and I moved out the house, I said, yes. No more wrestling. I was happy. No more wrestling is what I thought. <laughs> I was wrong. It turns out I have four nieces that love to wrestle. I have an older nephew that loves to wrestle. My husband <laughs> loves wrestling. <laughs> Love it. I'm just glad that I can go to another room and watch a different TV then. <laughs> and according to Ephesians 6:12, it appears that God is a wrestling fan as well. <laughs> go figure. The word wrestling refers to a fight or battle. Greek wrestling was known as orthopeo, which was upright or erect wrestling. The match began in a standing together position. The objective of each wrestler was to throw their opponent to the ground from a standing position. The wrestlers would lean into each other until their foreheads touched. A wrestler would lunge forward, gripping their opponent's shoulders or wrapping their arms around their opponents in a bear hug. The wrestlers would avoid close contact during the initial struggle with each fighter fighting for a, gri a grip on their opponent's leg or arms. And one of the things that a Greek wrestler carried was an oil flask. The oil flask was a ceramic container with a wide lip and a narrow mouth that held the wrestler's oil in it. 
The wrestlers will oil themselves down to make it more difficult for their opponent to get a good grip or a grasp on them. Remember, the goal for the wrestler was to stay on his feet and throw his opponent to the ground. So when I was reading that and I said, wow, they have oil, it just took me, took me back for a second because it made me think about growing up, and I don't know, everybody grows up in different places, but if you grew up in the area that I grew up in, they made, the girls made sure they had Vaseline. They would make sure if they knew they were getting ready to fight, get the Vaseline. They put it all on your face and on your body. They had no problem with it, always. But they also made sure they had the right kind of shoes on. They made sure they had the right sneakers because they knew they were getting ready to go into a battle. And the goal is to remain standing. So you gotta have the Vaseline and those sneakers on because your goal is to remain standing because if your opponent, the person that you are fighting, gets the opportunity to knock you off your feet, and get you to that ground, that may very well cost you that fight. We must be aware of the enemy that's in the opposite corner of the ring. He's in the black corner. His record, well, he's won a lot of matches through deception of which he should have been disqualified. And where he's from? Ah, he's straight from the pit of H-E double hockey sticks. He believes that he's a heavyweight. Imagine that. But compared to God, he's a lightweight. However, we must be aware, we must be alert, we must be watchful, and we must be serious. We need to be aware of his tactics, and we need to pay attention to what he's up to. He wants to deprive us of our heavenly blessings. We are to stand our ground in this fight. We can't give the enemy an opportunity because he'll run with it. Bible says do not give the devil a foothold. We can't allow him any chance to grab hold of us and keep us down. It's like the Greek wrestler. We must remain on our feet. We must be ready and prepared. We must stand toe to toe in the spirit and be ready to rumble. Now prior to a boxing match, let's get ready to rumble. I don't care say it like him, but were the words that were announced. The ring announcer Michael Buffer would give the background of each fighter, such as which corner he's in, the color of his trunks, his weight, his title, where the fighter is from, the number of wins and losses and knockouts that he has. After all that, then the words, let's get ready to rumble, were announced. When you heard the final word, rumble, that meant it's time to fight. Let's get ready to rumble meant a fight is about to happen. And the crowds, when they heard that, let's get ready to rumble. They got excited. They get out their seats screaming and shouting like nail biting because they're ready. They don't know what's getting ready to happen. 
But you know, when you heard the word rumble, it's about to happen. Hearing those words made it official that it's about to go down. Sugar Ray Leonard once said when Michael Buffer introduced a fighter, it made him want to fight. And that's how we should be. We should want to fight. Because this opponent is looking to wipe us out. So when it's time to fight, we need to be ready to fight. We need to be pumped up. Fired up. Stirred up. Amped up. <laughs> worked up. Charged up. We're not to look scared or defeated. We're not stepping into this ring looking defeated like, oh my goodness, like, oh, he got how many wins? Oh my goodness. I just started, so I only really got one, but no. We are to look right there. Not looking defeated, but we're to look face to face. I'm ready for you. You ready? We about ready to go. Not wimpy, looking like you're just like, ah, no, 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 no. You gotta be confident and ready for this battle. They prepared for it. You gotta be ready. My God. So I mentioned in the boxing match, you know, and we all want our guy to win. So we all feel as though, oh my goodness, yes, this is my guy, I want him to win. Because you know what, when you win, it gives you bragging rights. Yeah, that's, yeah, 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 I got bragging rights. You did all that, yes. But, but you gotta be ready then when you lose, though, you know what happened for that, it's like, uh, he lost. <laughs> but that's okay. Because even though if your guy lose, it doesn't matter because losing a fight doesn't end the boxer's career. He still has more fights ahead of him. So the enemy may get temporary victories over us, but our fighting career is not over. We still have more fighting to do. When it comes to fighting in the spirit, most of us do not have a strategy or a plan. Most are not prepared for the enemy that is against them. My God. Hallelujah. So you know when you have the boxers in there, they're going into the match. You gotta go in with a strategy, and I'm sure we've all seen that. When they're getting ready to go, it's all, all the hype, all the hype. Yes, so when I go in here, here's what I'm gonna do. This is what I'm gonna do to him. This is what I'm gonna do. They have a strategy. Now, if that strategy works, then yeah, you're gonna be the one, the one coming out the winner. But if it doesn't, you come out the loser. Get ready, because there's going to be somebody there to say, so what happened? I know you had this strategy over here. What happened? You got to be ready for that part. But that's okay. That's okay. I went in with a strategy. So what Paul told us, Paul told us what and who we're up against. Therefore, we must be armed and ready. So here's the first plan we gotta have. Before the fight, we must gear up. 
Before the fight, we must gear up. We should not be thinking that we can fight this enemy in our own strength. In and of ourselves, we are no match for the enemy. We're fight we are fighting an enemy that can't be seen with our natural ability. He's invincible to our natural eyesight, but don't, don't underestimate him. He's prepared and he's ready. Going in unarmed is foolish and you will be defeated. We are soldiers fighting in a spiritual battle for the Lord. Therefore, let's display that by having on the appropriate armor. We are called and equipped to be soldiers. We're soldiers. God has given us everything we need to win this battle. It's putting on the whole armor of God, not just partial, that helps us to stand against the tricks of the enemy. The schemes of the enemy, the accusations of the enemies, and the temptations of the enemy. We never know when the enemy is going to strike. Therefore, we need to be ready. We need the belt of truth. One of the tactics of the enemy is to deceive us. And by having the belt of truth around our waist, we are better prepared for it. We need the breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate covers our hearts and our essential body parts. We need the shoes of the gospel of peace. Our feet are to be fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. We walk into whatever he has called us to. The shoes are appropriate to tread on serpents and scorpions. That's an important piece of the armor. We need the shield of faith. The shield of faith extinguishes all the flaming dots of the evil one. The helmet of salvation. The helmet guards our mind. And we have the sword of the spirit. The sword of the spirit is the word of God. That's powerful. For the word of God is active, alive and active. Sharper than any two-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitude of the heart. There is power in the word of God. The word helps us to pull down strongholds, to cast down arguments, to cast down every high thing that will try to exalt itself against the knowledge of God. The word helps us to bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. The full armor of God equips us to stand firm against the enemy and to have victory over him. Every piece of the armor is valorant and essential for the battle. You can't afford to go into battle uncovered. You can't be exposed. The enemy is looking for anything to make you an easy target. Let me see what she go, don't have on. Because whatever you don't have on, he, he's paying attention. He sees what's missing. And he's going right for that target. That's why it's, it's relevant to have everything covered. Your back isn't, but you're not turning to him. So that doesn't matter. God has your back. let him. The second plan that we have to have is throughout the fight, we must fight. Yeah. I mean, that's, we, got, we must fight. We, must fight. we can't be passive. 
acceptable as believers. We must be active because the enemy is active. He's coming at us trying to knock us down or better yet, knock us out. And if he gets a good hit in, we have to shake it off and get back up. We can't stay down. We must remain standing. This fight is real. This is not for entertainment purposes. We're fighting for our lives. We're fighting for our families. We're even fighting for our health. Some are fighting for their marriages. People are literally fighting for their blessings. You gotta be ready for this kind of battle. Are you ready for this kind of battle? Are you ready for this kind of fighting? We're spending too much time and energy on the wrong opponent. My God, Paul said, this is not flesh and blood fight. It's not a flesh and blood fight. We are wrestling against malicious powers. Our opponents are principalities, powers, the rulers of this darkness of this age, spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. These powers oppose everything and everyone that is of God. In Daniel 10, it was where Daniel decided to seek, seek God's face in prayer and fasting. He prayed and he fasted for days. However, there was no response. On the 21st day, the answer came through an angel who told him that the prince of Persia withstood and delayed him. God had given an answer for Daniel the first day he prayed. The first day he prayed, he got the answer. But the answer did not get to Daniel until Michael, which is one of the chief priests, princes, came to help the angel to fight the prince of Persia, who was the demonic prince over the kingdom of Persia. So it goes to tell you that these are strong forces. We have to be serious. They're holding things up. You don't see it, but it's really a battle going on spiritually. This is real. This is real. Recognize that it's real. The third plan that we have to have is after the fight, we must stand. After the fight, we must stand. Paul is telling us, remain on our feet. He's telling us to stand our ground. And he said, well, what does that mean? What, what does that mean to stand? To stand means that we hold our position. To stand means that we embrace our position. To stand means that we don't retreat. We don't run away. To stand means that we refuse to be moved. We don't get off track. It means that we remain the course. We stand our ground. We stand firm and refuse to be moved, not to be moved. We must take an aggressive stand against the enemy. We must stand against the deception. We must stand against the temptations. We must stand against the accusations. The Bible says, submit yourself then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Stop resisting. You gotta resist. Yeah. Not just every time he's coming with something like, well, I'll take it. No, you won't. Resist. And he will flee. That's what the word says. God has 
given you and me, you and me, not just me, you and me, authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the powers of the enemy. And he says nothing will harm us. Recognize that we are free. We're more than conquerors. We're on the winning side. We are victorious. We are victorious. The enemy is already defeated. His end and his demise and his downfall are sure. According to Revelations 20.10, the devil will be thrown into the lake of fire where he will be tormented day and night forever and ever. So in my closing, the enemy, I say again, is real. He's like a lion seeking whom he may devour. His goal is to destroy everything that God is doing in this earth. The enemy is doing everything possible to stop us. But we are champions. We are winners. We are overcomers. He said, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Fighting against the enemy is not easy, but it's necessary. He will use whatever and whoever he can for his own benefit. He's powerful, but he's no match for our God. We have, a God, we have God's power working in us. It's the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. So when we get to the end of our lives, we need to know that we fought the good fight. We gave our all when we did our best. Then we will want to hear the words, well done, thy good and faithful servant. We finished the course and we kept the faith. We fought, we overcame, and we stood to the end. We stood strong. We stood our ground. We stood when we wanted to give up. We stood when we wanted to run. We stood through the lies. We stood through the temptation. We stood through the deception. We stood through the accusations. We stood through the drama. We stood under the pressure. We stood through the pain. We stood through the hurt. We stood through the sickness. We stood when we felt weak. We stood when we felt weary. We stood when we felt tired. We stood when we felt defeated. We stood, we stood after we did all that we could. Having done all, we just stand. We just stand. I know you're saying, yeah, that's all well and good. That's all well and good, but you don't know what I'm going through, minister. You have no idea. You feel like every time you're coming forward and then you just keep getting knocked back. I'm getting back up, but I keep getting knocked back. Lord, I'm not quite sure I understand this. Why do you want me to keep doing this? It doesn't seem like I'm making any progress, Lord God. Even on the job, Lord God, I'm trying to move forward. I'm trying to advance, but I keep getting knocked down. I keep getting overlooked, Lord God. I don't understand this, Lord God. Why do I need to keep on standing? I feel like I just want to throw in the towel, but you keep saying stand. I'm not quite sure I understand, Lord. Stand. Why stand? Why do you want me to stand? He said, because <laughs> there's something on the inside of you. There's something on the inside of you. There's something on the inside of you that no matter what, you can get knocked down, but you'll get back up again. It's almost like we're like a weeble wobble. 
what's on the inside of you. It's what's on the inside of us. Oh, praise his holy name. I just say, keep standing. It doesn't matter what it looks like. You feel like ain't nothing happening for you, but just keep standing. Keep standing and keep fighting. You're like, yep, well, I'm trying to get my finances together, but it seems like that just keeps getting knocked down. But he said, just keep standing. Because as you keep standing, you're demonstrating that, God, I'm only doing this for you. I'm only doing this for you because I've surrendered all to you, God. This is for you, God. I'm showing, Lord God, that I trust you. I trust that you'll take care of me. Hallelujah. 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 So keep standing. Keep standing. Keep standing. Praise him. Hallelujah. Praise his holy name. Ah, glory to his name. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. Ah, hallelujah, Lord God. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Glory. Glory. 